This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast, Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, uh, we're doing a follow-up question based on our question that we had the last time about Jesus misbehaving as a toddler or a child. The question really is, well, then did Jesus even have brothers and sisters? What does the scripture say, Pastor Michael? Yeah, minimally, here's where we're at. James, the author of the book of James, the leader of the church in Jerusalem from yes. Acts 15. He was Jesus's brother, clearly half-brother. Yeah, half-brother. Important to note. And then um, you also have Jude, appears to have written the book of Jude, which would be a half-brother of Jesus. Jesus. Yep. So a lot of people don't realize that. And then do you, I can't remember, do you have off the top of your head the verse where it says, and he had other brothers and sisters or something of the Yeah, source? there's quite a few passages in Matthew chapter 12. Matthew 12, 46 talks about Jesus. While Jesus was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him, which was would be Jesus. And then in verse 49, it talks about where Jesus says, then what about my brothers, uh, my mother and my brothers? These are my mother and my brothers. And verse 55 of chapter 13, he talks about the people are asking about Jesus. And the response is, is not this, this carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary? Are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? So yeah. they're naming Jesus's other siblings. Yep. Here's like a crazy thought. I love our Roman Catholic brothers and sisters who listen. Okay. Yeah. I want to just start off and say that. But as if you if you can't tell, I'm a little suspect of many areas of Roman Catholic teaching. One of which is not just the Immaculate Conception, which is not about Jesus. That's the conception of Mary and her perfection, yes. which the Bible does not articulate. But they also teach that Mary never had a yeah. sexual relationship. Yeah, she remained a, a virgin. virgin. And yet, Jesus is having all of these brothers, yeah. you know, and they're named. And uh, it's just one of those doctrines that I feel like some pope in antiquity was like, well, let's just say she's a perpetual virgin. And then, like, he didn't actually read his Bible. And he was like, <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, the well, Bible clearly says that. Well, that know, was, that's not referring to literal different. brothers. That's more of a small family community-ish of things. Anyway, so... Another one of those reasons why you know I'm suspect of Catholic teaching that explicitly contradicts the Bible. Yes, but that was probably an unneeded like statement. But I'll keep it in there for for fun. But there it is. Like this is some of the things you got to wrestle with as a Roman Catholic. What do I do? when the Bible, my authority says one thing, but the magisterium or the tradition uh, teaches something contrary to that. That's a, that's yes. a challenge. Which this question, by the way, may have come from a current or ex-Roman Catholic right. reading these very texts and trying to say like, okay, well, the church says this, but the Bible says this, and what am I misunderstanding? Well, the Bible is just really clear. So, yes. Yeah, the Bible is clearly, clearly talking about, you know, Jesus having at least four brothers and then possibly, you know, sisters as well. Yep. Also, Tim, what you said in the last podcast that we had, which was you get like James who did not believe in Jesus until after, after the, the resurrection. resurrection. So James grew up with Jesus. Like that's his older brother. He saw him do all this stuff in his life. And he still, knowing everything about him growing up, after seeing the resurrection, was able to reprocess his entire experience with Jesus from a child uh, up through adulthood and say, yes, the son of God, whom I will worship, right. give my life to, and die for. Yeah, the humility and the the obedience yeah. to to someone that they 
had a hard time and and even refused to believe. Yeah, yeah like, let's be straight for a moment. I've got three older brothers, and, and in my view, they were always wrong. <laughs> probably, if I look back on my life and I could watch a video of the arguments, I was probably wrong some of the time. <laughs> but, you know, you spend years investing in a narrative. Yes. If I were to happen to see, like, oh, my one of my brothers, none of them, they're so imperfect, you know, th- this wouldn't apply to them, but, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just no, but they're, they're humans, humans. You know, like I've watched them sin. So that's a different story. If I watch one of them raised from the dead, heal people, all this kind of crazy stuff, yeah. I might be tempted to revisit my stories, yes. my narrative. Yeah, your narrative that you had created. Yeah. And it appears John had a narrative, but once he saw the resurrection, he was able to reprocess mm-hmm. his life story with Jesus. And it proved to be one where he was comfortable worshiping him as God. Well, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we're going in a totally different direction. And the question is, if someone loves Christian music, would that be a sign that they are saved?